Hi there, I'm Trudy Lico, and you're listening to Mama's Kitchen, the series that explores what's life really like for women and girls in regional Australia. So pop the kettle on, put your feet up, and join me as I share a cuppa with some pretty amazing women. Regional Australia and regional Queensland in particular are often perceived to be highly conservative. So what happens if you're gay? Is regional Australia really the narrow-minded, conservative backwater we fear it to be? Or is it really not that big of a deal if you're gay? Today, I'm speaking with Chrissy Pratt and Chantelle Turner. Both women are in their 30s and have lived in regional Australia for most of their life. They've also been a couple for 12 years. How did you guys meet Chrissy? Um, we had a little get-together that I'd organised for a few years and we sort of met online, kind of, and then Sean actually came to one of the meetings and we met up in person then and, yeah, kind of continued from there. <laughs> what age was it, Chantel, that you first came out? Oh, gosh, when I was in my teens, probably around 15, I think, something like that. Were your parents the first people that you told? Uh no, uh, probably mates, but mum was waiting for me to come out anyway, so it, yeah, it was kind of known, really. Was it a difficult thing to do? Yeah, well, for me it was, even though it probably wasn't needed to be, <laughs> so, but I thought it was a big deal because I didn't know about anything and kind of was, but it wasn't at the same time. It was a relief, basically, so just not to hide, yeah. And how about you, Chrissy? When did you come out? I was 18. I waited till I'd finished school because it just wasn't worth it at school. I think I'd sort of grown up with mum saying it was wrong and all that, but they knew, so it was easier than it was. So you had been daunted by the idea for quite some time? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of figured I wasn't straight, but I didn't want to be gay either, so it was kind of a, no, but it worked out all right in the end. Did you both worry about the future at all? Like, were you concerned about what that would mean for you in coming out? Oh, I think I was probably more worried about not being able to have kids, really. I think that was mine too because, I've all, like, I've come from a big family and I always wanted kids but I didn't at the same time because it was, yeah, I think because I didn't think I could have them. So, yeah. Did either of you, when you were younger and, you know, starting to realise who you were and what that meant. Did you have role models? Did you have other people in your life who were lesbians that you could see what that looked like and what that meant? Or did you feel as though you were really going into a new experience that you didn't really have a concept of what that looked like? I think I was probably about 17 by the time I met my first lesbian friend. And yeah, that was, that was, that, that sort of made it okay. Then once I realized how mum dealt with her and how dad was with her and everything, it kind of just made it okay then that, oh, all right, maybe it is okay to be gay after all. So, And how about for you, Sean? Um, I don't think there was really, I don't think there was any influences, but at the same time, when I got older, I realised that my cousin was gay and it was okay and family accepted her and stuff like that. So, yeah, no, I don't think there was any influences. So, 
Yeah. And what's it been like, Chrissy? you <coughs> grew up and spent most of primary school in the city, but then you moved to regional Queensland and Sean, you've always lived in regional Queensland. What has it been like living in regional areas and being gay? Has it been a challenge? Um, I wouldn't really. Uh, it can be a lot of looks. looks. Yeah, looks. You get sort of looks, but like we, us lesbians get it easier than the guys. Yes, like the guys... Easier. The guys have always struggled a lot harder than we have. We're sort of just like, meh, it happens. But yeah, you sort of get looks and at one stage you, like probably a lot earlier, so not long after I'd come out, it was kind of looked at as if to say, oh my God, like, ugh. But now it's sort of, I don't know whether it's just I'm older and I just don't care anymore or whether that just, it's more accepted now. And Chantel, have you experienced much homophobia? Yes and no, not really. I I got to the stage where I was too busy concentrating on what I had to do, so I was basically, well, if they've got a problem, it's their problem. That's how I've been since, really. <laughs> so, yeah, it's really, I, that's like anyone else. If I've got a problem with someone else, it's my problem. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Have you ever had any physical threats or any anything that has been a threat of any sort either physical or verbal or anything like that I think I have but I kind of brushed it off probably so like or got out of the situation or whatever I don't really worry about that sort of thing anymore so and didn't really worry about it back then because I never really used to like yeah I, I didn't really go out that much so I wasn't really I didn't know I was probably naive more more so to the point and if if it happened I probably didn't realize and yeah because a lot of things go over my head <laughs> so yeah but and if it happens now I'm just like well that's your problem not mine so Chrissy have you experienced much homophobia not not since I've come out when I was in school one of the girls was outed as such and she went through a fair amount of trouble just with normal school stuff, the kids picked on her and all this and all that. So, but I don't think I've really had too much. A friend of ours, she's transgender, so she's male to female. We all went out to Sugarland Tavern one time and she didn't get a very good response there and it ended fairly badly, but not as bad as it could have because we'd ended up just packing up and walking away. But <clears throat> it's out there. It's definitely out there. There was a fair few of us that time and, yeah. And it's sad that the facilities didn't defend the person who was getting bullied, basically. So, yeah. Do you think those sentiments come from people having a fear of difference, so being picked on or struck out for being different, or do you think Bundaberg is an area that you know does have a high, you know, religious observance? Um, do you think it's those attitudes or the fear of, you know, of the unknown? It's probably a bit of both, to be honest. Like. This community, like, years ago used to be so close-minded, but it is getting more open-minded now, and I think they're starting to realise, well, it's just the way life is, basically. <laughs> it's going to happen whether they like it or not, just like we've got to accept things with with other things, like I'm not a technology person, I've got to accept that technology is coming in no matter what. So, yeah, I think they're becoming a lot more open-minded and realising that it's just going to happen anyway. Chrissy, do you feel as though you've ever been discriminated against, that you might have missed out on opportunities because of your sexuality or anything like that? 
Not really. Again, I don't really think if there had have been an issue, I don't think I would have even bothered to notice. At one, at one stage, we were doing get-togethers and groups and all that, and there were a few places that we just knew that wouldn't be so welcoming of us, but there were other places that just didn't care, so we just stuck with the places that didn't care, and we were all fine. I was interested about that because you guys have been in a relationship for 12 years, which is, you know, that's quite a while. But if you cast your mind back to when you were single, um, <laughs> what was it like being single? Was it easy to uh, meet other lesbians and date? Very hard, <laughs> especially in this town because back then it was hard to come out and a lot of people did, especially if, if you were in public and if you're in social settings, especially at a pub or something like that, if depending on the people around it, it would get tense sometimes sort of thing so it was sometimes difficult in those sorts of situations with that. Chrissy you were obviously involved in organising you know a part of groups and organising social get-togethers tell me a little bit about that. Well when I first came out as like there was only one that I kind of knew and she was sort of she wasn't out as such but she was pretty good but yeah I sort of thought well if I'm on my own, then there must be others out there who are on their own. So there's websites and all that where you go on to meet friends or partners or whatever you want, really. So I sort of chatted with a few that were in town and said, oh, let's organise a get-together. And she was like, yeah, fine, all right, we can do that. And she goes, I'll bring my friends. And I'm like, well, that's good because I don't have any, um, any gay friends at that stage. So, yeah, it sort of just went from there and... We ended up with quite a good little group and we chilled out for oh, probably about four or five years on and off and I'm still fairly good friends with at least four of the originals that we all met together on that first night. So it works out well and at the end of the day it sort of turns out that most of the lesbians like around our age group all know each other from somewhere else. So like one of the girls that I met through the group Sean had known for 20 odd years before that and things like that it's sort of like you talk about someone and it's like oh I know her and sadly it's it's kind of one of those you know most of the other exes because that's just the way it happens I don't know what it's like for the teenagers nowadays but in our generation it was you knew thing as well yeah (laughs) you just you knew you knew who was who and where they'd come from and where they were going to next really <laughs> and Sean do you think that would have been very different if you'd lived in the city like if you'd been in say the inner city of you know Sydney Melbourne Brisbane and had a larger gay community what would that have meant for you do you think I probably wouldn't have been game <laughs> to be honest it, it was only by chance that um like my friend was gay that we started going to the groups because he wanted to try and like you know socialize and stuff and yeah we found the group and yeah otherwise I probably would still be in either in a bad place in a closet right now in 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 in, yeah not in regional Queensland (laughs) probably wouldn't probably be a totally different situation so yeah I probably wouldn't have had the the balls <laughs> to to go and try and find something because it was him that dragged me out so yeah you hear a lot more horror stories in towns too like of beatings and bashings and yeah. there's a lot like I feel there's probably a lot higher suicide rates in like Sydney and Melbourne because it's 
it's a larger community but it's also a larger group against you as such like here it's you know you get your odd look and it's like meh whatever but i can imagine in sydney like where they've got the mardi gras and they've got everything well yes it would be amazing to have that many people around you you've also got that many people against you it was like that in this town a while like a fair few years ago though megan and ray had issues a fair few years back yeah they had to they'd ordered their people like their their chips or whatever and someone had come in and yeah they basically left because otherwise they would have got their themselves bashed but even though they weren't doing anything they were just getting food so it was unfortunate that that there's there was people like that in in the town so i don't think there's people like that anymore hopefully but <laughs> that was a fair few years ago now so that that would have been at least 20 years ago now so yeah and how about today? Is there anywhere in your hometown where you feel as though you can't be openly affectionate with each other? Um, don't know. Never really thought about it. Yeah, no. It's we not used to be issue. more affectionate than what we are. <laughs> Twelve years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just going to say that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think it's pretty good. And like as we've said, if there's an issue, it's their issue, and we we really take notice. Like if we like. Like, for instance, the, the other week, I think we were holding hands, walking into the school to go get Abby, and I th- I think we got looks, I don't know, but I wasn't really noticing. I just, we were on, a, on our mish, so, yeah, it didn't really worry me. I was going to ask you about that, because you have a beautiful daughter called Abigail. How has that transition been? Because this is her first year at school. How has that journey been for her and for the other school parents and for you guys? Have you had any reactions that are notable? No, I don't think so. Um, given she's like nearly six now, we were watching a show the other day and they mentioned the lesbian and, of course, cue the laughing on the movie. And then Abby starts laughing and then she looks at both of us and she's like, Mummy, what's a lesbian? <laughs> <laughs> so then cues the whole, well, you know how Mama and I love each other? And she's like, well, yes. And like, well, we're married and that makes us lesbians. And she goes, oh, Okay continues eating her dinner but I don't think for her like the school kids seem to be really good like she's only in prep at the moment um and we went to her school mother's day thing and she popped up on the mother's day thing twice to which one of her friends replies Abigail again and then you hear another little voice pop up from the side going well she has two mothers (laughs) So, the, like, the preppy kids seem to understand it and they don't seem to care, so... I think there's a, a few other kids with, with gay parents there too, so, yeah. 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 Is it something that you worry about in the future or you think it's it's common enough now to not have to be too apprehensive about it? It's always in the back of the mind. Yeah. Mm. All, all kids get bullied. And, like, for her, it just gives her another thing to be bullied again about. But at the end of the day... We're hoping to raise her enough so that she can just throw it back in their face. Well, you know what? They fought damn hard to get me and I know that they'll always love me and they don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think society places too much emphasis on sexuality and on sexual preference or not enough? Definitely. It's, It's not about sexual preference or whatever. It's about the individual and their personality and who you like or love. It's, it's not about who who or what they like to sleep with or whatever or 
you know, it's it's about the person. It's that's all it is. If you find someone you love, male, female, whatever, that's that's what it is. <laughs> Shouldn't matter whether you're male, female, straight, gay. If you love the person or f- have feelings for it, that's all that matters. We spent how much on the postal vote? Uh, this was going to be one of my questions. So we have been through the the very long debated same sex marriage right across Australia. What was that like for you both? Did you feel as though there was a spotlight on you and your relationship during that time? It it made it a bit more public and it kind of it made everything open for more judgment. Like where we'd kind of just dealt with everything and it was like, yep, rightio. Um to me, it didn't really matter whether they said yes or no. Like, I figured life's going to be life. They're just going to do what they're going to do. Why they're spending so much money on it is ridiculous. But when the yes vote came through and they were talking about it on the radio and they were sharing the same love song and everything, like, it it got really emotional because, like, finally, whether we choose to marry or not, the option is still there. We've got that right. Yeah. We've, we've got the right. So, yeah, shouldn't be discriminated against no matter who you are or what you do or who you love. So, And, Sean, was it bittersweet? Because while that great verdict happened, in our electorate here in Hinkler, it was only a 51% of people voted in support of same-sex marriage. So did how did that feel at the time to know that, you know, roughly half of your community doesn't necessarily support that right? not really into politics it doesn't really worry me <laughs> all my can my thing is the politicians are there to do the job that we want them to do and they don't we like the the amount of percentage of Australians that wanted that and then they did all that and then they went back on it and then they've done it again isn't that what their job is to do and personally for you both as a couple, is marriage on your agenda or is it something that after 12 years, you know? Sorry, the amount of times we've been asked this. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point as well. So, I mean, are you really sick of that question? It's almost at the point where I'm trying to think of the most inappropriate questions I can ask just so that people stop asking. Um, I figure after 12 years, like, we've been all and done all and... At the end of the day, it's the end of the day. Like, a piece of paper's not going to change that. Whether we do or not, we do or not, so... We, we before all the marriage um, stuff came in, when we got together, we, we had a commitment ceremony a year after we got together, so we were legally as married as we could be, like a single... Uh, sorry, a, a straight person. So we were technically classed as de facto, which we are now. So... We're basically married anyway. We had the celebrant and everything and all the rest of it. It was just the fact that it wasn't legal. So I'm interested to find out what advice would you give to somebody who is listening to this and might be struggling with how they're feeling and thinking about coming out? What would you pass on to them? There's always somebody out there. Like there's Facebook now. Um, There's Bundy Gay on Facebook. There's, There's groups there's always somebody out there like you're not on your own you might feel it and most most of the time like we're so worried about other people's reactions and our parents reactions and family and friends and at the end of the day 90 percent of my family and friends were waiting for me to come out they all knew and understood way before i did it's not that bad like there's lots of help out there and there's friends and 
don't have any friends, there's always the the services like you know, even if even if it's Lifeline, just to talk to somebody. Yeah. I think there's actually call lines for young mm. young gay and lesbians. Yeah, there's plenty on Facebook, and there's also P Flag for parents as well that are struggling with their child coming out and all that. But Facebook's amazing now and the internet. You can almost Google anything you want and there'll always be help and support there. And what do you hope for the future, Chantelle? Do you think things are going to get easier for gay and lesbian people in the Bundaberg community? What, what do you see happening? I hope it gets better. <laughs> I hope we get treated the same because there's still that, that stigma. It's same with, like, it's not just the gay and lesbian community. It's with, like, other stereotypes so thing as well because you know if if you're different you get treated differently most of the time in this place but it it is getting better so yeah it's it's gradually it's it's come a long way in the last 20 years <laughs> do you think the community's more diverse now than what it was then yeah yeah definitely yeah it it's not as close-minded and it, there's more variety of people there's not it's more age group diverse as well too so yeah you've been listening to mama's kitchen Presented and produced by me, Trudy Ligo, this podcast has been made possible by the fabulous folks at Creative Regions and with the generous support of the WOW Regional Voice Program, the Tim Fairfax Family Foundation and ABC Wide Bay. You've also been listening to One More Round by David Seste from the Free Music Archive. Thanks for listening in.